0: Honestly, I don't know who it is that comes up with some of these posts, and I also don't know if it's just me, but there's these posts that you find on the explore page, that you find people posting up on their stories, where it's usually this quote that's put up, and it says, I asked a billionaire how they did it, and they said, forget about the girls and focus on one woman, she'll help you achieve everything. And usually whenever I see that quote, I don't even use it as like a reference point because I think it sounds a bit weird. And anytime I usually see it, I have a couple of questions. Like one, what's the gender of the billionaire? Is he male? Is he female? You know, transgender, intersex or other. Whatever the hell other can mean besides any of those four. Uh, Second question. Are they straight or a part of the LGBTQ plus community? Third is the woman that they're referring to a girlfriend, a wife or their mother or a friend with benefits. And lastly, which billionaire is this that gives relationship advice? Because I've never heard of them. Get ready for the the Honestly, I find this quite intriguing that some billionaire would come up and be like, you know what? Let me give you a bit of relationship advice and then not have it publicly put out there with their name on it. Because billionaires, whenever they get to a point where they're giving advice publicly, they usually don't mind it when someone else is like, you know, taking pictures of them or, you know, putting it out there for the entirety of media to kind of take it up. Because they're at that point of self-actualization and shit. And the funniest part about it is, um, usually billionaires don't give such advice, mostly because I think even they know that they aren't the type to give advice on things they're not well versed in. Because if you actually look at the track record, billionaires aren't exactly the type to chill with only one woman. You can bring up Bill Gates's name in this, but this guy recently got divorced from his wife, money situation aside. Like... Even he proved that he wasn't one person to stick with one woman. And I usually find that to be actually quite bullshit. And the worst part about it is you find that on such IG posts, they go and they have a picture of Elon Musk there. As if Elon Musk has ever even chilled with one woman for an extended period of time. And I'm not saying that, you know, if if the marriages fail, they're not good at giving relationship advice. It's just that Elon Musk is on his, I don't know, his fifth wife or some shit right now. So you can't exactly use him as a point of reference. Plus, he's had multiple girlfriends in between. Jeff Bezos has been dating here and there ever since he got divorced. Bill Gates apparently has had a thing with one of his exes. You look at Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett's been married twice. Yes, the wife died. But still, you know, this kind of contributes to the narrative. So it is quite bullshit to actually expect this. And anyways, if you want to get good relationship advice, go to a relationship expert. Like hell, even I give good relationship advice and even though I'm not a billionaire, I can still come out to call this as absolute bullshit. And even as I say this, it's not because I'm saying it as a relationship expert, I'm just saying this as the podcaster that likes to call out the bullshit in relationships. So either way, I think this is absolute bullshit. But anyways... Now that I've mentioned podcasts, we actually do have a podcast to begin, so we should probably get with the program, so in typical fashion. Welcome to Break Time on Westside, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who once thought that MILF was a combination of beef and milk. He is a man whose sickness for the thickness prevents him from skinny dipping. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex and relationships show. Where I just took some of this so-called billionaire dating advice and turned it to absolute garbage. And it's mostly just for an intro, so you better be prepared for whatever's coming next. Because... Honestly, I find that this is probably one of the dumbest things that people usually say. And this is why I say, stop getting relationship advice from the wrong places. Like, try and, you know, even though you pick it up from there, like just try and use some point of reference or, you know, talk to somebody that has a little bit of experience so that they can help you out. And then you can probably avoid some of this shit. Because if you actually pay attention to the so-called dating advice that you get, especially on social media, it's either meant to sound good to people who want to get into relationships people who are in relationships and ideally it's mostly pointed towards women because for some reason it's like you know you can give them a much better emotional reaction with some of this shit because they'll always be on that whole and that on period you know word you know i can't even turn back seeing some of this information blah 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 okay probably I kind of extended things a little bit over there but you get the point like this is part of the reason why I do not like the so-called dating advice that comes at. but that aside we do have a podcast to do and before I get into the main topic of today I do need to look into something a little bit um if I may ask just you know because I don't entirely understand it why do people want haters like why is it that people like it when you know they can say that you know they've got haters blah 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 you know people talk crap about them why do people like that because personally i just hear people talking about oh you know these people speaking ill of me and shit and sometimes i even look at the person and i'm like who who the hell is hating on you right now so like take for example um, former governor of Nairobi County, Mike Sonko's daughter, uh, known as Sandra Mbuvi comes out and talks about how apparently, um, if I can get this correctly, she is tired of the judgments and is tired of being body shamed. Like I kind of decided to go and look into it and I'm looking at this babe. Yes, she is a bit of a thick babe and you know, not everyone is into thick and you know, it's understandable, but she is also a pretty cute babe. Yes, she does put on makeup from time to time and that can, you know, always make it look like there's a Snapchat filter, but I do genuinely think she's a cute babe. So my question is, who the fuck is body shaming you? Like, I tried to go through some of the comments on some of her posts, you know, just, you know, typical research, no stalkering or anything, but I didn't see any body shaming that was asking her to be thinner or, you know, to go and lose weight. So who the fuck is body shaming her? like this is one of those times when you know you're the type of person that is like rick ross back in the den and you know he's like you know these niggas can't hold me back but then you're like nigga who can like at times i feel as though some people want haters for no apparent reason and i think to some degree people like having haters because it gives them some level of clout because how else will you have haters not unless if you're like a certain you know influential or you know public figure of sorts that you know is at celebrity level and honestly i look at some of this shit and you know besides the fact that you know i wouldn't mind hitting it i find all of this to be utter bs like honestly who's ready to come out and start actually attacking the governor of nairobi's daughter like yes you know there's you know government support and everything and you know he could do all sorts of things but it even goes beyond that this guy has been a known drug and money laundering kingpin so in all honesty who the fuck is gonna start picking beef with somebody whose daughter just happens to be that like not only was he a government official earlier on this guy has goons on standby like in a sense i find this to be utter bullshit like i feel like this is a cry for attention like she wants to be hated on to some degree i feel like that's what she wants because at what point am i going to decide you know what i feel like i should be picking beef with the daughter of a known drug kingpin who can probably end my life and who probably has way more money in her account than i do like yes i know the whole money in your account thing doesn't mean shit to most people but Still, I like to pick my beefs and I think most people like to think through their beefs. They don't just come out and insult you just like that. Like this person can pretty much have your life ended just by going and crying to her father. So I don't know, like honestly, I feel as though this is absolute BS and this is just a clout chasing technique and she genuinely wants haters. And while I get the benefits of talking about how you had haters back in the day and you know how it sounds good and shit, I don't think anyone should really be looking forward to having haters. Like being prepared for them is one thing, but looking forward to them? That's just wrong. But anyways, that being said, I think we should probably move on to our topic of today. So moving it on. Now I was on some WhatsApp group with a bunch of people and some guy posted up some link talking about how he was gonna help people with being an alpha male and you know he wanted to teach people what you know being a true alpha male is like and you know he even had a book that he was working on and shit and well to be quite honest i found it quite laughable i didn't laugh at it because i didn't think it was enough of a joke but i did find it a bit laughable at the very least because in a sense i did kind of look at the entire idea that he was trying to portray and it felt a bit traditional to say the least yes while i can understand that the whole alpha male persona and the whole definition of an alpha male is you know mostly a western thing and you know it's made with western standards in mind you know i can understand you know a little bit of culture here and there but at the end of the day i still look at the whole idea of the alpha male and i find it a bit laughable because if you look at the idea of what the alpha male is by so many different guys' standards It all just sounds like the blending together of what the high value man, you know, the high net worth individual is and a pickup artist. Like if the both of those different kinds of people came together and, you know, decided to shag and make a baby, much as that would seem a little bit gay here and there and, you know, slightly impossible, the baby would probably be an alpha male. Now, obviously, that would only have to be one baby. Because if you ended up getting two babies, then you know that's going to be two alpha males. You know that whole thing about you can't have two tigers in one mountain. Then they'll fight and, you know, one person might end up winning. Meaning that one will be more alpha male than the other. Which means that the other kid doesn't exactly exist. Sorry. Sorry. My mind was busy running around a little bit. But anyways, that being said, so the whole alpha male definition is very varied to say the least because for most depending on where you're at in life depending on how long you've believed in it how many of those so-called alpha male discussions you've had it can be a little bit different. Because for some people, they look at it as the high net worth individual that dresses well, looks good, is toned, athletic and is overall dominating enough that, you know, he can attract multiple women because of his dominating and masculine nature. And that's a very interesting definition of it. But obviously in this life, there's very many different people who look at life a little bit differently and some of them don't want a lot of money so you know they try to redefine it because they feel like money is the root of all evil and they were like you know what you have to be a dominating human being you have to be a strong man so you know you have to work out and you have to make sure you're a little bit toned or you know you're you're pretty buff individual you know if you can you know add to the toning bit a little bit here and there and you know you have to make sure you have your things right and you make sure that you dominate the conversation and you're an alpha male when you can walk into a room and you can make everyone stop and stare and shit You know forgetting that sometimes even clowns can walk into a room and you know make people stop and stare and shit but anyways that aside um they did kind of have the outlook of the alpha male and they tried to pull it from the high net worth individual and frankly i like to think of the alpha male in both these respects as somehow true but at the same time while i do like some of these definitions and they aren't actually really bad to say the least I kind of looked at them in the longevity of a man's life in, you know, the long term and I found it to be a little bit questionable. So I figured, how about if I actually sort of dissect the whole idea of the alpha male? And in a sense, it does carry very good basic fundamentals for, you know, living a good life as a man. And you know, in in terms of improving your lifestyle, I think, you know, the way of the alpha male actually isn't that bad at all. But back when we were on break and you guys were busy getting fan of a fan, I happened to stumble upon a very interesting study on athletic people and how masculinity actually affects women's desirability of you as a short-term or a long-term partner. And the funny thing is, once I saw the entire study, and it was like a combination of like six studies in total, once I saw the entire thing, and I read the entire paper, trust me, it wasn't that long, I wouldn't mind sending it to some of you, it did kind of make me look at the whole idea of the alpha male a little bit differently, especially when it came to the matters of love, sex and relationships. Because according to the studies, which involve quite a number of women, you know, being asked questions on who it is that they desire as a long term partner, as somebody they'd like to bang, I did end up learning that there's a bit of a difference in this entire thing. So from the study, the test subjects that were used were a slender man, a chubby man, a toned man, and what they defined as a brawny man, aka someone who's quite muscular. And when they looked at the desirability of each and every one of those individuals, obviously the muscular and the toned man came out the highest. And you know, the muscular one was a little bit further ahead. And if that was where it all ended, then I probably would have sat down and said, you know what, the whole alpha male strategy and lifestyle is actually something that you should live by. But it goes a little bit further into that. Now, they looked at desirability on a sexual level as well as a long-term level. And on a sexual level, the muscular and the toned guys always came out first. Like they always outranked the others and sometimes even did it with like a massive margin. But when it came down to long-term desirability, for some reason, the muscular and the toned guys didn't come out so far ahead. Like the toned guy, luckily for some reason on all the studies was actually coming out fairly on top. But when you look at the muscular guy, he would come out dead last in terms of long-term desirability. And then taking the muscular guy's number one spot is actually the chubby guy. So in a sense. It did seem a little bit odd but when you kind of dive deep into the reasoning why a lot of these babes chose the chubbier guy it kind of started to make sense because they claimed that the muscular man who by his muscularity seemed to be a little bit more dominant than the rest was actually seen by most of these women to be emotionally lacking and by that reason they seemed a lot less likely to be considered as a long-term mate Now, considering that this study is about 14 years old because it was done in the 07, it obviously classifies as outdated information and shouldn't necessarily be used in you know, current day standards and shit, but it does speak to a certain truth. Because it's not like you see the buffest looking guys in the longest lasting relationships. Like funny enough, that's something that you end up seeing. Am I saying that buff people don't get married? No, definitely. Like there's some of them who are. It's just that the numbers aren't that big and the chubbier guy has actually ended up with more long lasting relationships than the buffer dude. So in a sense, that kind of tears down one side of the whole alpha male lifestyle. Then you look at the whole idea of being the dominant person and you know, you have to make sure that you know, she realizes that you're a king. And that you know you're the man of the house and you're the man in her life and she needs to treat you like a real man whatever the fuck that is like i sit down and i think about it if you were to take that to a relationship there's a 90 percent chance that it'll fail in a very very short period of time as in it will fail in under three months period of time because in my very minimal experience with relationships and my slightly considerable knowledge on them I can probably say that relationships aren't about who dominates who, but it's more of a give and take. In a relationship, what usually works is the art of compromise and negotiation. So sometimes you'll take a W here, sometimes you have to take an L somewhere else. And it's not just for the guys, even with the babes as well. The only difference with the babes is that for them, they know about it and they're ready for it. Like, most babes are kind of ready for the whole submissive side of it. but. For the guys, it's like they're not ready to be submissive every once in a while. It's not like your opinion or your thoughts or your directives will always be followed. By all means, putting your foot down is a good thing as a guy. Trust me, there's too many babes that have told me that it's actually hot. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you will have to put your foot down every single time. Sometimes you're gonna have to discuss it and sometimes you're gonna have to take an L, just for the sake of the relationship. So, In a sense, the whole dominant side of it, yes, is true, but it's not the entirety of it. And to be completely honest, that's two main bits of the alpha male persona down. And to be quite honest, the only one that I can say is the most lasting and timeless side of the whole alpha male persona is being high net worth. Like, I'm not glorifying money over here, but I'm just saying, being a high value man is actually something that will continue to be in fashion. And for those of you all that want context into what a high value man is, I'll use Kevin Samuel's definition. He is a high net worth individual, or you know, somebody that makes a good amount of money. Uh, He is somebody that is recognized by high net worth individuals, as you know, somebody of their caliber and class. He is somebody that is respectable and carries a good reputation with them. And fundamentally, is of use to people in that he is a resourceful human being that is something that is a very fundamental basic to you know being a good catch for a lot of babes and you know being a long-term partner or a short-term partner whichever one that's there either one still works with the whole high value individual so at the end of it you are kind of left to wonder if the whole alpha male perspective if the whole alpha male lifestyle is actually useful And to that, I will still say that, yes, it is. Because while some people will say that the alpha male lifestyle and the whole talk of the alpha male doesn't talk beyond getting the girl, I will refute and say that there are topics on, you know, having a girlfriend and keeping her. The only problem is it's very, very minute. It's very, very shallow. Ideally, the main fundamentals after you've gotten the girl are, you know, don't cheat on her and treat her with respect. Beyond that, there isn't really much else to the whole alpha male lifestyle that I can really say goes into the relationship. So in a sense, I would say that the alpha male lifestyle, the whole being an alpha male kind of thought is good as a single person and is good when it comes to you trying to get the babe. But in terms of getting a long lasting relationship, that kind of goes beyond the whole alpha male mandate and what a lot of the so-called alpha males usually preach. So maybe you'll need to look elsewhere if you are looking to actually maintain the relationship and grow it beyond just a small period of time. Probably whether it's towards marriage or you know towards whatever happily ever after you're looking towards. So in conclusion, let me just say this. Back in the day, I actually used to look into being an alpha male, like I really tried and I tried doing as much as I could and I listened to YouTubers like Alpha M and you know, teaching men's fashion and you know, I looked at pickup artists and to be honest, they actually did offer very good advice. But the problem is, a lot of that was advice that was very short-term based. And when you look at it, that's kind of where most of the whole alpha male talk kind of gets to. Because it's good for getting you a babe. And it's good for, you know, making you a much better, more independent man. But it doesn't give you much more beyond that. Because even when you look at it, when you look at the idea of what being an alpha male is, as explained by, you know, the style YouTubers such as Alpha M, which I believe most of the people in our generation kind of, you know, picked up from and listened to, it's very good advice, but it was born from very short-term reasoning. Because when you look at Alpha M and you even track back, you know, he was a style consultant and I think he still kind of is. But ideally, he started his style consulting when he was trying to help his friend secure a date and actually, you know, managed to get past stage one with a date. So in retrospect, this guy actually has been doing all of this to help guys secure girls. And I honestly feel as though that's what alpha male is. And if it's something that you want to continue pursuing for the rest of your life, by all means, you can take that up and you know you can follow it to the letter. But if you want something a little bit more long term that goes beyond just picking up the babe, then probably you should look at something else but still pick some of the fundamentals from the alpha male lifestyle. But anyways, that being said, I want to know your thoughts on this. To the men, what do you think of the whole alpha male lifestyle? to the ladies do you think that this is a good lifestyle to live you know does it appeal to some of the things that you want from a guy or do you think it's a little bit different the dms are open on ig it is at break time on west side on facebook it is also at break time on Westside. side and on twitter you can slide into my personal dms at bagaka the d is the handle thank you so much for listening all the way till the end and if you are listening on Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below and i will attend to them accordingly and i will catch you guys on the next break Take uh... care.